everybody else has. They still show Whistling Dixie on late-night television, Martin persisted. Almost anybody you meet can remember at least two lines of heartstrings, even if they don't know who originally sang it. Morris was silent for a long time. A pair of California quail fluttered onto the roof of his Tudor-style pool house and began to warble and look around for dry-roasted peanuts. Eventually, Morris said, You're a good writer, Martin. One day you're going to be a rich writer. That's if you're lucky. But if you try to tout this particular property around Hollywood, you're not going to be any kind of writer at all, because nobody is going to want to know you. Just do yourself a favor and forget that Boofles ever existed. Come on, Morris. That's ridiculous. That's like trying to say that Shirley Temple never existed. No, it's not. Shirley Temple wasn't brutally hacked to death by her grandmother, now was she? Martin rolled up his screenplay into a tight tube and smacked it into the palm of his hand. I don't know, Morris. It's something I really want to do. It has absolutely everything. Songs, dancing, a, a sentimental storyline. Allison had paddled herself to the side of the pool and was climbing out. Morris watched her with benign possessiveness, his sun-reddened hands clasped over his belly like Buddha. Isn't she something? he asked the world. Martin nodded to Allison and said, How you doing? Allison reached out and shook his hand and sprinkled water all over his shirt and his screenplay. I'm fine, thanks, but I think my nose is going to peel. What do you think? You should use sunscreen, my petal, said Morris. Allison was quite pretty in a vacant sort of way, snub nose with freckles, pale green eyes, wide orthodontically immaculate smile, and really enormous breasts, each one as big as her head, barely contained in her crochet bikini top. By quick reckoning, Martin worked out that her IQ was twenty-nine, give or take an inch. Are you staying for lunch? Allison asked him. We only have fruit and yogurt. You know, my figure and Maury's tum-tum? Martin shook his head. I only came over to show Morris my new screenplay. Allison giggled and leaned forward to kiss Morris on his furrowed scarlet forehead. I hope he liked it. He's been so grouchy today. Uh, well, no, said Martin. As a matter of fact, he hated it. Oh, Maury, Allison pouted. Morris let out a leaky, exasperated sigh. Martin has written a screenplay about boofles. Allison made a face of childish disgust. Boofles? No wonder Maury hated it. That's so icky. You mean a horror picture? Not a horror picture, Martin replied, trying to be patient. A musical, based on his life. I was going to leave out what happened to him in the end. But how can you do that? asked Allison innocently. I mean, when you say boofles, that's all that anybody ever remembers. You know, what happened to him in the end? Morris shrugged at Martin as if that conclusively proved his point. If a girl as dumb as Allison thought that it was icky to write a screenplay about boofles, then what was Paramount going to think about it, or MGM, where Boofles had been shooting his last unfinished picture on the day he was murdered?
Martin finished his drink and stood up. I guess I'd better go. I still have that A-team rewrite to finish. Morris eased himself back on his sunbed, and Allison perched herself on his big hairy thigh. Listen, said Morris, I can't stop you trying to sell that idea, but my advice is don't. It won't do you any good, and it'll probably do you a whole lot of harm. If you do try, though, you don't bring my name into it. You understand? Sure, Morris, said Martin, deliberately keeping his voice flat. I understand. Thanks for your valuable time. He left the poolside and walked across the freshly watered lawn to the rear gate. His sun-faded bronze Mustang was parked under a eucalyptus just outside. He tossed the screenplay onto the passenger seat, climbed in, and started the engine. Morris Nathan, Arbiter of...